welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Spirit-filled Word by David Entry. A time to hear God's Word is a time to be visited. May you receive a visitation as you listen to this message. Be blessed. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 3 to 6. I'm reading from King James Bible. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and the third, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of he, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once of whom the greater part remain, remain unto this present. But some are falling asleep. Here, in this, here ends the reading of God's word. Father, we thank you for bringing us together as we hear the message on the pure gospel. This short moment we've got to hear. Let revelation dawn and let, let your hand come upon us. Make us great preachers. Make us your representatives anywhere we find ourselves. To your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The pure gospel. Now, when we talk about um, religion, let's call Christianity for that reason a religion. It's a religion to a certain extent, all right? So long as God is concerned, there are two, only two religions. To religions. First of all, what is religion? Religion is a man's way of connecting with his maker or with the supernatural. So, connection between human beings and the supernatural, their way of connecting to the supernatural or what is not natural. That's religion. So, there are so long as human beings are concerned, there are so many different types of religion. But so long as God is concerned, there are only two types of religion. The religion that Satan starts initiates. The religion that Satan initiates and then the religion that God endorses. So God endorses a religion and Satan also has a religion he says, gives. Now, when God, in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, there was no religion. Because God was always with man, and man was always relating to God. So man, God would just walk to man, and they didn't need any intermediary. They just were there. Then what happened? Then sin happened. So in Genesis chapter 3, Bible says that God came in the cool of the day from verse 9, and he said, Adam, where are you? Where are you, Adam? And Adam, um, Adam said, um, we heard your voice walking in the garden and we were afraid. So I hid myself. Say, hey, have you eaten? Who told you? Uh, 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 because we are naked. He said, and said, no, before then, the verse 10. He said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. Who told you you're naked? Have you eaten from the tree I asked you not to eat of? 
So is it, is it because God didn't know they had eaten? God knew it. But God is asking the question so you find out where you yourself you are. And he said, it's the woman who you gave me and the story goes on and then God released the curse on the serpent. And then after the curse was released on the serpent, from verse 20, Adam and Eve, they tried to cover themselves and Adam called his wife the living. And then verse 21, and Adam is, um, yeah, also for Adam and his wives, the, the Lord made, made tunic of skin and covered uh, and clothed them. But when you look at the verse, I think verse 8 also, verse 8, 9, somewhere there, they found out they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves. They made fig leaves, verse 8. And they heard the sound of the work in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord um, among the trees. It's verse 7. Then the eyes, then the, then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. Say they knew they were naked. They they were naked. And they, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. They covered themselves. That's religion. That's where it's man-made. So the covering was made by them. And then in the verse 20, God also made a covering for them. Because their covering was not workable. God would not accept it. So that's man's way of covering himself and relating with the supernatural and staying relevant. That's uh, verse 8 is man's way. Verse 21 is God's way. And how did God? God made tunics. Uh, give me uh, King James. What does King James say? The coat is better, isn't it? He made coats of skin. You can't get skin without blood. So there and then, God had to sacrifice some innocent animal who has not got anything to... It should have been the snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the snake wouldn't have been able to make the coat by a belt, leather belt. <laughs> An animal who was innocent, has not got anything to do with what has happened, had to die. Had to die. And they took their skin to cover. Now, that, by that act, God instituted the only religion, the only means to get to him is but the blood must flow. Blood of an innocent person. Or somebody innocent to cover your guilt. So God covered their guilt by himself. They couldn't cover themselves. God must do the covering. So that's where, and from that time, there have always been false religion and true religion. And then Adam had, Adam and his wife had two children, Cain and Abel. And Adam didn't, there were no human beings alive. So Adam just taught his sons basic things. He won't teach them so many things about Relationship and other things. But definitely we teach them about God. And he taught them the principle God has enacted in the garden by blood to cover them. And he taught them on bloody sacrifice. The kind of sacrifice that God likes. Then Cain decided that I'm going to do it my way, my religion. So he gave what God, what he thought was accepted. God, you should accept my salad. And God said, I want meat. <laughs> he presented a bowl of salad to God. 
I'm sure Caesar salad with cheese. <laughs> Without salad dressing. <laughs> he presented it to God. And Bible says that God rejected his offering. But uh, with uh, Abel's offering, who was, uh, he took the best of the lamb and offered it to God. His offering was accepted by God. And then Cain was wroth. Genesis chapter 4. Cain was angry. And God said, why, why is your countenance falling? If you do right, will you not be accepted? But he knew what to do. He knew what to do. If you do right, would you not be accepted? And if you do wrong, see light at your door. And his desire is to have you. You must master it. Hallelujah. Amen. So, then Cain kills Abel. Always true, genuine God worshippers are always being killed by this fake religion people. They are always killed. Well, Satan religion is always killing God religion people. Every, every, now, if you just look at everywhere in the world. They are killing Christians. And even in the church, they are, see, in Israel, in Israel, there were people who were Israelites, but they were not practicing work, work, working with God the way they should. They were actually attacking the people who were doing it pure before God. That's why the Pharisees killed Jesus. Killed Jesus. And in the church, it has always not stopped. Even in the church, sometimes you'll be doing outreach, and this woman with her big mouth will come and say, we are all going to church. Why are you preaching to people? Leave them alone, leave them alone. Or this gentleman who believed that he has done theology from Oxford. Come to tell you, there's no need to be preaching. He has a, he has, <laughs> he said, I have a youth ministry myself. And we don't, we don't do it. Sometimes it's just that we don't fight, but we say, go to hell with your youth ministry. He said, what to you, Pharisees? and said, to you, scribes? You go heaven and earth to win a proselyte, and you make him twice the son of the devil like yourself. <laughs> so, don't be moved by anyone doing youth ministry. All those things are just jargons. It it's doesn't mean it's, a, 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 it's a, a move of God. There are churches that are just doing ministry, youth ministry, but they are, not, they, are, they are not raising disciples. Are they bad? They are not bad. But please don't let us allow them to intimidate us. When you are doing what is right, it's sometimes the Christians, fake Christians, who rise up against what you are. Some of them are, some of you have been advised by your uncle who is a pastor. Yeah. Your uncle is a pastor. Your mother has complained and complained, so he has come to the house with empty head. He has come to the house to come and sit to you and tell you that, you know what, just go back to your parents' church. Pray, pray whether you pray to Aunt St. Anthony, Mary, anybody, it doesn't matter. Prayer is prayer. Meanwhile, he's, he's, he's. <laughs> is that you let something come up in the media against Christians and let maybe Christians take a strong point and argue. It's another group of people, usually bishops and other people in certain type of churches who rise up and BBs who give them more airtime to be attacking more. And sometimes you feel like, but you are saying you're a Christian and you don't do this. But this one too says he's a Christian. And he said, yes, I'm a Christian, so I don't understand what he's saying. Yeah, that's the same thing, Cain and Abel. It's the same Cain and Abel thing that has been going on. So they, they marginalize the true gospel. 
So what is the true? The true gospel is this. The, the true gospel was what God depicted first about an innocent blood being given for a guilty life. Innocent. So in Genesis, God modeled the gospel right there. And then he gave them, pastor, he gave them the laws. The law. It was enshrined in the law of Moses that for sin to be taken care of, there must be the death of an innocent object, creature. So an innocent person or something innocent must die and for its blood to be given to cover the life of the guilty. So then, if you are even guilty and you die for your sins, you, are, you can't pay your sins. First, do you know why? Because your blood has been contaminated by your guilt. So it's not acceptable to God. But God in his mercies and in his gospel program has programmed it into his law and his system of operation that a, 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 an innocent person's blood can be acceptable for the guilty person. You know, I told you a story of a guy who many years ago, a story of a guy many years ago in China, he was doing very well. He's a businessman. He had so much money. He was, he was doing well, breaking through. And then he, he told, um, I think he lives in the city. And then was, I think his friend or some Englishman was, and he said, I have to go back to the village. He said, why? Because I might not come back again. So I have to go back and I might not come back. He said, why? But you're doing well. He said, listen, I'm old. I have all my children. I'm married. My children are doing well. I've had success. But my younger brother is not yet married. And he has, he has his life ahead of him. And he, has, he, he, he ended up committing manslaughter. And in the village, if you kill somebody, you are to die. But we also have a law in the village that if you are to die, someone in your relative can come and die in your place and you walk away. And he said, I'm going. So my brother came because he has his life to live. Me, I've, I've broken to, I've finished my children. So I'm going to die for him. So my brother can live, so I can die. Jesus said, Daddy, I'm going to die for you. So, so that, that, that's where the gospel starts from. An innocent blood. That's very important. Now, the word gospel. The word, everybody say gospel. gospel. Say gospel. gospel. Say gospel. gospel. What's the meaning of gospel? Good news. So the gospel is news. Good news. What's the meaning of gospel? Good news. The Greek, evangelion. Evangelion. You know, angelos, angel. Angel is a messenger. So message. Uh, angelos, and angelology, all that, angel, and then you, you, is good, eulogy, speaking good, euphemism, saying something in a good way, so, so euangelion is good news, now, but to hear the good news, you first must know the bad news, else you will not appreciate the good news, it's not good until you know the bad news. Because until you know the bad news, you don't think you need the good news. And what's the bad news? You, are, you will die and go to hell. <laughs> Your sins will send you to hell. Now, God, when God gave the law, uh, among the Jews, the definition of sin 
is when you are, you fall, the law of God, okay. The law is actually said to be, uh, another word for the law, um, uh, or, uh, or not word, portrait for the law is standard, okay, measuring standard. So the law is God's standard. God brings his standard, and according to the Jewish tradition, when you fall a little slightly below that standard, it, it's the, the definition, that's the definition of sin. So sin is to fall below standard, God's standard. God's standard is so perfect, and if you miss it an inch, you have sinned. And so God brings his standard, and no one can meet. Everybody was missing. Good people and bad people are all missing it. So it becomes a problem. But within the law, God also has made the provision that an innocent blood can be shed to temporarily cover the sins of those who have missed the standard of God. Obviously, from the law, you can tell that all have sinned. So it's not those who have done bad or those who have done good. We have all fallen. In fact, Romans tells us, for all have sinned and fallen, Romans 3.23, and fallen short of the standard of God, the glory of God. All, say all. all. Say all. all. That's why you can never be born again from your mother's womb. I know some of you have heard people say, have you born again? Yeah, when? From my mother's womb. I said born again, excuse me. The word again. Dummy, didn't you understand again? <laughs> so, born again. You have to be, all of us were born faulty. We are born having fallen short of the glory of God. Not because of the sins of commission or omission, but because of the nature of sin. We can't meet the standard of God. So then God had to find a way to bridge the gap. Now, for you to be able to worship God or have a relationship with God, and then when you dive in, go to God, sin must be taken out because it's the sin. The problem of man is sin. See, the sin. God likes you, but the sin. So God is coming, and he sees that sin, and so, no, oh, no. Most of us, you set God running. <laughs> as soon as the angels find out you are, you are getting into trouble, you are about to pray. As soon as they realize you are about to pray, they shut all the windows and the gates of heaven. The guy is coming. <laughs> He's coming. We don't want sin here. <laughs> so they shut the door of heaven. They shut the gates of heaven. You can't get access because they have been afraid of you. The problem with you is sin and you can't sort it. Wow. Out. So God said, I have to sort it out myself. Now that, that's the bad news. The bad news is man has fallen short of the glory of God. You cannot preach the pure gospel and the true gospel without knowing what the problem is. And the problem is the sin that has brought the wedge, that has brought the barrier between man and God. That's the problem. That's the problem. And the gospel comes to show you how God bridges the problem, how God solves the problem of mankind. So, the, it, is, it is necessary to understand, according to the text we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
Verse 3. Uh, that's so nice a text. He said, for first of all, oh, <laughs> let's all read the first sentence. Let's go. One more time. I mean the sentence. I know some of you don't know what sentence is. Let's read the first sentence again. For the last time, louder. Good word. First of all. Say first of all. This is first things first. When it comes to Christianity, the gospel is first. That's first. Else, you've missed it. First. When you say you're a Christian, people are dealing with you. The first thing they must know is the gospel. First of all, I deliver to you first of all. And he said, I deliver to you first of all, primarily, of most of, of initial and primary importance, what I also received. So I did, he said, I didn't concoct it. I didn't make it. Ma, he said, I didn't make the gospel. How, 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 how did he get it? He, he received. You don't, nobody owns the gospel. That's why Romans chapter 1, verse 1, he calls it the gospel of God. The gospel, everybody say the gospel of God. The gospel of God. Romans chapter 1 said the gospel separated unto the God. It's God's gospel. It's not the gospel that belongs, even the church doesn't own it. The copyright is God's. God owns the copyright of the gospel. So no one can tell you to change it. Because it's not yours. It's not yours. You can't tell me what to preach and what not to preach. Because the gospel is not mine. It is said, I, I received, first of all, that which was, uh, 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 that, uh, 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 that, that which I also received me, I received it, and I'm also delivering. So don't change it. Just what you received, just pass it on. Yes, and I look at what he said. How Christ, the innocent, the innocent victim. How Christ, do you understand why it's in the Bible? It says that if you are the son of God, save yourself and save us. Luke chapter 23, verse 43, the, the other thief said, this man has not done anything wrong. Ooh. He was, he was not trying to educate the guy. He was trying to remind him. We are all aware that this guy has not done anything. He said, but this man, we know what we deserve. What we, but this man has done nothing amiss. He's not missed anything. On the cross. On the cross, the criminal said, this one is not one of us. He was that innocent. And he says that God gave an innocent blood for a guilty life. So that man accepted the gospel on the cross. Whilst he was on the cross, he accepted the gospel because he said, this man is innocent. Sir, remember me. Let your work be applicable to my life. He knew the bad news. The bad news that we deserve. <laughs> That's the bad news. That we indeed, uh, we suffer justly. We, what we are going through, we deserve it. That's the bad news. That's the bad news. But this man doesn't deserve it. An innocent blood. He said, this blood must work for me. The gospel. And how an innocent blood covers a guilty life. That man knew it on the cross. 
He said, I receive first of all that which I have also, uh, I, I deliver to you that which I also received. How that Christ died not for his sins, for our sins. Woo! How? According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. What, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? This thing that is happening is not new. It's all over here. Ah, what's the gospel? The gospel, the Bible is about the gospel. The Bible is about the gospel. So he said, this thing was according. The scripture has been, this is what the scripture is talking about. What happened on the cross, what the scripture? It says that I received, I delivered to you that which was, which was also delivered. I, 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 I give, first of all, I deliver that which I also received. How Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. The scriptures are speaking about the gospel. What's the gospel? The scriptures. The scriptures. Everything the scriptures talk is about is the gospel. That's why we can preach the gospel to the sinners and preach the gospel to the saved. It's not just about come to Jesus. It's about the work of Christ and the person of Christ. The scriptures. According to the, say according to the scriptures. So he died for our sins. He died in our place. He died so that we don't... We don't get condemned, but that's not the only part of it. The verse 4, and how on the third day, Jesus, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according, according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. This whole scriptures is the gospel. And our preaching is just the gospel. We have to preach nothing but the gospel. We have to preach nothing. And what's the pure gospel? The pure gospel is the message about the, the, the work of Christ and the person of Christ. That's the pure gospel. He says that if anyone preaches another gospel, so you can be preaching and it looks like gospel, but it's different from the scriptures that, oh, he said there is another. First uh, Galatians chapter 1 verse 6. Another gospel. Another gospel unto another gospel. There's another gospel being preached. So there are people who are in the church, yet they'll be preaching another gospel. There are preachers who preach another gospel. Wow. They preach another gospel. You can follow them and follow them, listen to them and listen to them, and you can tell their doctrine does not promote godliness. The doctrine that today's reading, remember today's reading. Verse 4, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3, rather, verse 3, 1 Timothy chapter 6. It said, the doctrine which is, which is according to godliness, yeah, and to the doctrine which is according, which accords with godliness, yes, the doctrine, it accords. It is, this, there are some preaching when you keep hearing, you can't keep sinning. No! Yeah. There are certain preaching where you keep, as long as you keep hearing those preachings, you can't stay in sin constantly. Because you hear, hey, repent. Leave that man alone. Leave that man alone. I want to be the kind of preacher when you finish listening to me, sinning becomes a very complicated matter for you. Because not because I just preach against sin, but I preach the whole gospel. When you hear something must burn in your heart. You, 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 when you sit, you hear me speak, my prayer is that you feel like you have to shut down all your porn register sites in the church. In fact, you even make a mistake of deleting some apps from your phone. 
till later on, two weeks later, I feel, I think I still need the thing. Because that's when the effect of the preaching has waned. Yeah, preaching of the, it wanes. If you don't know, it wanes. The fact that today you are excited, that means you always stay excited. Because you can be excited today if you don't do the things that keep the excitement. Before you could say, Jack, your, 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 your tank is getting empty. empty. You are running low. Your, your water levels is going down. It's going down. So, there are preachers that are called with godliness. And it's the pure gospel. So, the pure gospel is the gospel that primarily focuses on the work and the person of Christ in its true sense. In its true, there are other things that might can come in, but it doesn't deviate from the foundation, from the pure gospel. And the benefits of the pure gospel, that, that what the pure gospel does is, you know, the, the pure gospel or the true gospel, the true gospel is preached boldly. Oh, yeah. Boldly when you have the true gospel. Boldly. First, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 6. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. No, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. What, what are you talking about? I'm not ashamed. What, 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 what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Don't be ashamed about, of the gospel. Especially in a place like United Kingdom, where people can stand by the roadside and kiss. I believe some of you have seen people smoking weed before. They are even not ashamed. I should be ashamed of the gospel. The devil is a liar. I will not be ashamed of the gospel, and I will not be ashamed. I will not be ashamed of speaking katabashakatabara. The gospel must be preached. Because so the gospel is a bold message. The gospel is a good message. It's a good message. That's why it's called good news. It's a good message. The gospel is a good message. It brings it brings transformation of life. First Peter chapter one verse three and four. It says that how he has given us birth. Unto a living hope. He says that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant blessings have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Christ from the dead. He has begotten us again. See, I'm begotten. begotten. It's, it's, it's a good message. The gospel is a good message. The gospel is a bold message. The gospel is a, is a saving message. How many of you made the gospel your heart has transformed? It's a saving message. Most of us, when you look at what your life used to be and you compare it to now, to now it's like, it's like, it's like, what happened? What happened? What happened in between? The gospel came in between. 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 Preach the gospel! The gospel came in between. And the gospel is not only for black people from Africa. Not only for South Londoners, North Londoners. The gospel is a universal message. It is a good message. It is a bold message. It is a saving message. It is a universal message. Cut across everywhere. And it is a 
powerful message. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the gospel is a powerful message. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. The best thing that can happen to you is being exposed to the Word of God. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. You can also find more information about Caris Church and our upcoming services by visiting caris.org. Be blessed.